Hello, everyone, Hello, and welcome. Everyone. Cheers. Cheers, sir. I am Ryan with Chris. I am Chris. And this is the Dad Life Podcast. It sure is. This is episode one, season one, where uh, we're going to introduce ourselves. Apologize if the mic or the volume is not the best. Uh, we're working our way through this. It's our first time. Yeah, a couple of first timers here. Uh, like Ryan mentioned, uh, my name is Chris. Smith, uh, we are in northern Utah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we are both dads, and this is the Dad Life Podcast. We're talking about all things dad. All uh, things dad and, and some things not. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. For sure. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah. But I think uh, as you and I were kicking around the idea of the entire podcast or you know doing anything like this, there's not a lot of stuff out there for dads. Um, and I think... As we all raise our kids in this uh, crazy world, we come up with questions, and there's not a lot of places to go. So we figured, no, why not talk about it? It's just um, most of the time, guys bounce an idea off of each other at maybe a barbecue or some, you know, get together, and yep. uh, you can read books about that stuff. But I don't, um, I don't really get it those things no. as or far as um, my comprehension office. is not as good yeah or the office or yeah. the office so you go hey hey chris in between uh landing airplanes which you do yes tell I do. me how you discipline your children <laughs> <laughs> yeah not really the best place to learn i don't know if this is going to be a learning environment but it's going to be a uh informational a, environment. a, communi- a communication environment for sure yeah um talk about our life in utah as dads yep who drink beer so for those of you that are new to the Utah way of life, not everyone here drinks beer. And, no. And uh, that's something Chris and I bonded on immediately when immediately. we first met each other. Yes. So Absolutely. we are two non-Mormon dads here in uh, northern Utah. And uh, this whole episode is going to be about just us, who we are, how we got here. Um, and I think I'm going to let Chris take us away. All right. Um, I grew up in western New York. Um, in a town called Orchard Park, just out, outside of Buffalo. I am one of seven children. Mom and Dad, Yowzer. still together. Um, Catholic. <laughs> that that ne- <laughs> should maybe need to be mentioned. Sure, uh, sure, sure. There, um, I am the second oldest. Uh, I have one older brother, two younger brothers, and three younger sisters. It went four boys mm-hmm. and then three girls. There is a large span. The first kid was born in 76. Okay. The last kid born in 93. Holy moly. There's a lot. Um, then there's eight years between me and the next youngest, so there was a big gap. So I did a lot of babysitting. Yeah, you did. It prepped me for this dad life. Yeah. It totally got, did. You have more experience than I did. Uh, it was not always the best, <laughs> you know rearing of children but it helped for sure anyways um i graduated high school in 97 Mm -hmm. and immediately knew i did not want to go to more school that was one thing i was sure of so luckily i had my older brother pave the way and join the air force also my best friend's brother also did the same join the air force so i got to kind of live vicariously through them see what their experience was and i immediately was sold said yes absolutely that's what i want to do biggest thing get out of the house 
Yep. <laughs> I was ready to get out of there. Uh, nine people, three bedrooms. I was I was ready to get. Um, That's insane. It was. It was a. T- they were tight quarters. One shower. You had one bathroom. W- well, we had two bathrooms, but, but one, one shower. shower. The one bathroom was the size of a phone booth. I kid you not. It had a sink and a toilet, a toilet. and it was, it was a half tiny. Bath. But it was. That's an terrible. eighth bath. I swear, it was so <laughs> tiny. It was tiny. Super oh. old house. Um, man, it was so many kids. It was tight. It was tight living. I go back and I visit now and I walk through the house and I just shake my head and I said, how the hell? And your parents are in the same house. They are still in the same house. Yeah. They added on to it um, while we were growing up because there would have been no way how it was originally. Um, But still, I still walk through that place and I think, how did nine people live here? It's amazing. It's unreal. Um, All right, Air Force. Graduated in 97. Yep. I uh, I joined the Air Force originally to be a combat controller. Okay. Um, which in the Air Force is their special operations task force mm-hmm. in in, uh, in that. Are branch. they all? There's another word for it. I think we had talked about this before. That your brother was. My brother was a pararescueman, also known as a PJ. Would that would PJ be the equivalent to the Navy SEAL for that um, organization? Now. Very similar. Okay. Both of those two things, PJs and combat controllers, are very similar to Navy SEALs. They just all have different um, roles. Like okay. they're, they're all super badass. Let's yep. put that out there right now. The attrition rate is very, very high. There's just a lot more na- Navy SEALs out there because I think it's a lot more publicized. Yep. Um, I think total active duty, you're talking three to 400 individuals in all the Air Force as opposed to the SEALs, which is thousands. Okay. Right across the world. Anyways, I um, I I made it no more than three weeks in the indoctrination course after basic training. And in the water, most specifically underneath the water, mm-hmm. is what separated everyone and really got everyone to quit because everyone to even step foot on the initial course, you had to pass a pretty rigorous test just to make it there. So it was, you know, a lot of uh, high-level athletes to begin with. Yeah. Um, not many made it through. I think for my class, I think only four or five did. And we started out with 76. Thousands. Um, my older brother, who was a pararescueman, was a class of like 82 and two made it. And that's just for the first 10 weeks of training. That's not including the rest of the two, almost two years of pipeline training beyond that. To learn like all specialized. That. So, yes, it was more, yeah, exactly, specialized. You hit it right on the head. So what happens after you quit uh, a job like that is you pretty much just go where the Air Force needs you. And I landed on air traffic control. Okay. And best mistake ever because now 22 years later, I'm still an air traffic controller and I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I left San Antonio, Texas, went and learned the job in Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. And then went to my first assignment, which was, wait for it, Clovis, New Mexico. Gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. Gorgeous. I've never seen such a desolate place before (laughs) in my life coming from Western New York. Uh, It was a great two and a half years. I have... Some of the closest friends of my life from that place, we, you know, 
who got rowdy there and had a blast and I learned my craft there, but was excited to leave it when I went to South Korea for a year. Um, while I was over in Korea, September 11th happened and everyone knows flipped the entire world on its head. Yep. Uh, I came home shortly thereafter in uh, November of 01. November, December, right in there. And I couldn't get my foot in the door anywhere with the FAA, which were my aspirations to continue my life in aircraft control. Nothing was happening there, so I was working odd jobs, living with my parents again, which was kind of tough after spending a year in Korea, which anyone who's served in Korea knows that that is a crazy year. You work hard, but you play very hard. It was a great it was a great experience. Once again, met some of my best friends over there. Um, spent almost 12 months living back in, in, uh, in Buffalo or outside of Buffalo with my parents. And I got a phone call from a friend of mine who I was actually in the Air Force with from day one on all my assignments that, hey, I'm in Oregon. I joined the Air Guard. I'm doing air traffic control again. And I said, yep, sign me up. Where? How do I get there? Okay. Um, couple of signatures and phone calls and I was on my way to Oregon from Buffalo from Buffalo drove myself Super fun. <laughs> all by my lonesome <laughs> what should have taken three days ended mm-hmm. up taking eight because I spent five of those days in Laramie Wyoming broken down also gorgeous also gorgeous fantastic. if you're gonna break down that's where you should go make it up about 45 minutes past Laramie <laughs> and then have them tow you back. Oh, yeah. That is just beautiful country. Beautiful country. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I make it to Klamath Falls, Oregon, and I yep. joined the Air National Guard there uh, where I continued my time in the Air Force and um, ended up meeting my wife. As a matter of fact, the second or third day I was in town, um, a co-worker of mine, actually it was our whole unit's squadron Christmas party. Um, the reason my wife happened to be there, she was not affiliated with the Air Force whatsoever, one of my co-workers' wife Kay. was in dental hygiene school with my wife. And that's where that connection was made. She Crazy. happened to come along to that Christmas party and... The rest is history. We didn't start dating till about six months after, but I was, you know, kind of you were knocking away. Door. I was chipping away for for that period of time. Oh boy, it was it was uh, the beginning of our life together. Um, spent a couple years there in Klamath, then went to Medford, mm-hmm. and um, and then in two thousand six got a job in the FAA and moved to Salt Lake City and where we've been ever since. Uh, that is still the job I do is air traffic for the FAA. We have three beautiful boys, um, ages 10, 7, and 6. And now we're sitting in my basement. We're making a podcast about it. Hell yeah, we are. Because <laughs> we're both transplants to Utah. Yes, we are. Uh, we both aren't originally from here. Uh, we're both raising our kids in this new neighborhood. It'll make it. So everyone knows, uh, both Chris and I moved to a new neighborhood, a brand new neighborhood, where they built a little over 50 homes, and uh, Chris is here 
almost a year before we we finished uh, our. I shouldn't say we. We yeah. bought a spec home. We watched lots of the new homes being built and yep. all the new families just kind of trickle in one by one. And you were one of them. And we were one of them. And uh, I think we had mentioned this before. Chris and I met for the first time and had that tingling oh, that man. you get that, that say, this guy that, drinks that, for sure. He, he had that that twinkle in his <laughs> eye. Like, oh, man. This, uh, he just had this that guy. Look. This guy knows. He had that look. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> and we're both avid skiers. Um, both love the snow. That's why I came to Utah. I mean, that's well, not why I ha- having get it, having got the job. I mean, the job was that's important. Kind of that's kind of the big deal. Yeah. Um, but we both love the outdoors, and if you love the outdoors, there's hardly a place better than, than Utah, Utah is top notch. For I, sure. I have to say, the only thing that Utah lacks is the ocean. There's nothing else no, bad no. as far as outdoor stuff. Agreed. But what it lacks in ocean definitely makes up for in other waterways the lakes and rivers and reservoirs here are once again some of the best i've ever seen it's not the great salt lake that's that no that's a cesspool of gross that's gross it's it's my (laughs) (laughs) but i you wouldn't know that you wouldn't know that unless Unless you you lived in salt lake city airport and look to your right um (laughs) so i think we got to uh kind of lay out what we're gonna do every episode is uh chris and i are gonna drink a beer Yes, and it's will. going to be a different beer every episode. And Chris was kind enough to get us a uh, 1050. A 1050. Imperial Stout from Colorado. What was the town it came from? Uh, it comes out of Longmont, out of Oscar Longmont Blues Brewery. It is a shout out Oscar Blues. Shout out to them because we'll take any sponsorship we can get. <coughs> <laughs> it's a full roasted beer and it's delicious. I'll have to say I like a dark beer. Mm-hmm. And this is a giddy. Um, but on that note, I am Ryan, and uh, I am also a transplant to Utah. I moved here in 1988. Uh, my dad worked for the government for 40 years. He actually was a entomologist for the U.S. Forest Service, which is the study of bugs. Study of bugs. Which my dad's a bug guy. Um, we'll have to bring him on for sure. I can't wait. And I'll ask the questions. <laughs> we, uh, we moved here when I was in first grade, and I've been here ever since. Um, you know, for me, growing up as a non-member of the, the majority church that is here, uh, it was different. We definitely can talk about, you know, my my younger years in another podcast. But went through high school here. Uh, my plan was to uh, join the military or go straight to college. Um, my dad's uh, two cousins, who were like my uncles to me, were both Marines in the Navy. And uh, my plan was to be a Marine and have college paid for. And my mother and father decided that that wasn't in the cards and they would rather I uh, play a sport in college. And unbeknownst to me, hired uh, an agent to uh, basically take all my stats and send it to every... Is that what that was, was an agent? Kind of, yeah. Kind of takes your stats and sends them out to every Division II, Division III, and NAI school out there in the the United States, which is quite a few. Um, I actually work in higher ed still. Um, I started in higher ed right out of college, and uh, I worked for Duolingo, the language app. Shout out to Duolingo. Wow, shout out to Duolingo. And uh, I work with our higher ed partners, and we can get into that to another day, but that's kind of where... Where are they based, people on... Duolingo? It's uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Is it a large company? Uh, We are getting larger. I was employee number 67. Wow. 
and we are now up to a hundred and I want to say thirty something. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, we're growing. Yes, very much. And yeah, and so uh, I spent all my, uh, I guess, elementary school, junior high, and high school here. Um, through that recruiter, got placed into a small college in uh, Greenville, Tennessee, in East Tennessee, um, and Tusculum College at the time. It's now Tusculum University. And actually played soccer out there. <coughs> and uh, had a blast. Great four years. I am a little bit younger than Chris, but not much. Just a skosh. Just a skosh. Just a few years. Um, September 11th happened my sophomore year, uh, which changed the world. Um, it sure did. It definitely, my plan was to actually join the, the military after college as well uh, and it go straight was. to the officer school. Where you were in college, that, that was, was my your idea. my uncle Kip's plan for me. Interesting. He said, uh, "I figured as soon as your mom said no, you're going to college." Is that I had kind that of uh, X made any uh, any no, hopes I, of the military beyond that. I honestly think September 11th, in my eyes, kind of solidified. Yeah, I wanna I wanna do something. That's amazing. I've heard that story more often than not, and I I'm just inspired by it. It's amazing. Don't be too inspired. I didn't do it. I, well, <laughs> just the, I didn't see that on television and think, yeah. I want to go serve. I was at, at You're work. already serving. It was uh, it was at night. I was, I was yeah. in, you know, halfway across the world in South Korea when it was happening. And I was actually in an office work, typing up a train eval on, you know, another trainee that I was, I was working with. And um, a co-worker ran in and said, oh my gosh, an airplane just Hit the World Trade Center. Uh, you remember those things vividly. Yep. And then we were all glued to the television for two straight weeks after that point. Yep. We actually watched the second plane hit live. At the back. Which was just terrible. So weird, you know? Yep. Yeah, it was it changed everything. Um, so, yeah, I spent four years in East Tennessee, came home, married my high school sweetheart, Courtney. Uh, we met my senior year of high school. Dated all through college. Um, she went to hair school and got her bachelor's degree in business and got her esthetician's license, which is skincare, uh, for those that don't know. And um, yeah, love of my life. We have two awesome kids that are six and nine and run our world. And that's what we're here to, to talk about is being that's a why dad. We're here. And yeah, we're all new to this neighborhood and um, you know, learning as we go as. I guess uh, we're not millennials. What are we? Generation X? You know, I don't know I what we are. I think we are right on that cusp. We're on that I've, border. I've seen that, you know, we're assembly not a few times, and we're right on the cusp. We're on the cusp. Know. We don't know how to do anything, so Who knows? we figure we can help everyone else out as we learn as well. Yep. I want to hear in another podcast that yeah. um, that relationship while you're in Tennessee going to college as a young man. Mm-hmm. And Courtney is here in Utah going to college and staying in that relationship and and succeeding and marrying and that's I mean kudos to you guys. That's that's amazing. Yeah. I would have not succeeded <laughs> in that venture. I think it runs I was a wild man. I think it runs in my family, to be honest. I my brother married his high school sweetheart. My dad married his. Really? Yep. Did you know that right off? No. no. Or was it kind of like predestined? Like, oh, this I is going to happen for me. You didn't really think about it? Sh well, let's just say my wife, Courtney, grew up 
in the re- the predominant religion here, which is the Mormon Church of Church Jesus of Jesus Christ, Christ of Latter-day, Latter-day Saints. So, no, initially when we first started dating, I thought no way in hell this would ever work because I'm, I'm Lutheran. I've been Lutheran my entire life. I'm a Minnesota boy. Right. And, uh, yeah, just it, it kind of was just we were dating, and then, you know, as things progressed and, um, you know, things just kind of work. I don't know. It's a whole pocket. It's a whole that other episode. It's a whole other episode by itself. By itself. Um, we must say uh, cheers to that. That's cheers to that inc- for sure. That is incredible. And we didn't even get to this. We need to talk about is in total your years of service. Twenty. Okay. Yes, uh, I did do twenty years. Um, I am retired from the Air Force. I did four years and a couple of months in active duty. Um, I spent that year at home, um, which kind of didn't count towards my time, obviously, because then I moved to Oregon and joined the Air Guard and did uh, 16 with the Guard. And as soon as I hit 20, my wife and family were ready to be done, to be retired. Um, I am am so fortunate to have spent the time that I I have zero regrets and, and, and love my time in the service. I miss it like crazy. I do uh, every single day. Um, there's things I don't miss, but mm-hmm. I miss m- more so the people that and the relationship relationships I've built and the job we got to do, which was incredible. Um, our air traffic control job in the Air Force, specifically the Air Guard, was more um, specific than just sitting down and talking to airplanes. Right. Um, that was our mission in the Guard for air traffic control was to be able to deploy our air traffic control assets anywhere in the world and set it up and do air traffic control. So it was a lot more that met the eye than just what it sounded like. We just were sitting in a tower, which yeah. I think was everyone yeah. assumes is what right. anyone does. Well, honestly, most of the time when I tell people that I'm an air traffic controller, they think I'm the guy on the tarmac waving the flashbulbs. Oh, I give you more credit than that. Yeah. I at least know that I you're got on the radio. I a little bit more than I got a microphone. <laughs> I don't ever get any of those flashbulbs today. I mean, I feel like you probably could get them. I probably could. You have the access. I gotta talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, Maybe. you never know. Play I don't my know. Cards right you out. play your cards right, and you can get some, done. Some sweet lights. Um. Anyways, where were we going? Yeah, twenty years. Twenty years. Service. Cheers to that. Cheers. I think to we that. got to cheers to that. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Of course, happy to do it. I think that's. Uh, well, there's another episode that we probably have to get to at some point as we dive into our personal lives. But yes, my my first job out of college uh, was a recruiter, uh, admissions recruiter, and financial aid person for a for-profit school, which I will not mention on this podcast because okay. I just don't feel like I should. Sure. sure. Um, but the job was not a great job, and and some of the buddies that I worked with, we thought, okay, you know, what what could we do? At this age, and you know, we're early twenties. Um, you know, not, that's not military, but feel like a sense of service, and not and not be a police officer, because in the end, we wanted to be able to make enough money, and we knew that police officers just don't make enough. Unfortunately, they do not. They just don't. It's a fallacy. So, FBI actually was the career choice that we all chose, and really, my other two buddies spoke fluent Spanish because of their missions. 
and I didn't speak another language, but I said, what the hell? Let's do it. My dad works for the government. Let's, let's try it out. Sure. So with the FBI, there's three different phases that you have to go through. Um, the first phase is, uh, well, we don't have to go through all the phases, but um, I would have to imagine the first is a security clearance. They do a background check. On that you. one's the last phase, actually. Really? Yep. Okay. First phase is a test. I'll put it that way. Sure. And you have to go down to the headquarters, and the headquarters for us in, is in Salt Lake City. And that you basically take a test, and you pass that. If you, take, if you pass that test, then you uh, get flown to another city where you interview with a panel of FBI agents. Uh, that's pretty intense. And then if you pass that, then you do a background. Okay. Uh, and then you go to Quantico, and you have to pass a pretty, pretty physical, pretty heavy physical. Sure. Um, but anyway, we all made it to various phases. None wow. of us actually made it to the FBI. Wow. Um, it long uh, again. It's a podcast by itself. Uh, that, that whole story. Right on. But uh, my buddy Scott actually didn't give up and joined the Secret Service and is now in Washington D.C. He's he's, he's in, in the Secret he's Service. In the service. Yep. He actually made it the farthest with the FBI, and that's uh, another story. Uh, but yeah, he ended up being at the Secret Service and has been there since. That's incredible. For gosh, I don't know, seven or I don't know, seven. Five or seven years? I don't know. We'll have, to have, we'll have to have Scott on. Good buddy of mine. Um, still still talk to him. But yeah, I've always... It's Agent always Scott, we'll, we'll leave out your last Agent, name. Agent Scott, yeah, we can't. Special Agent Scott. We pretty much shouldn't say his full name. <laughs> um, I'm sure that could get us in trouble. Yeah, um, probably not yeah. us, but him. <laughs> <laughs> we can say what we, we want. We can say whatever the hell we want. It's a podcast. Our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, in my heart of hearts, I've always wanted to, to serve something somehow and uh, always appreciate the guys that do i think you are now am i of course <laughs> i don't know about that uh it depends on your definition of ser- services right? i pay my taxes that's <laughs> so does everybody else that should be doing that but oh, okay anyways we'll get into the the minutia of that at a later date um but i think uh some of the topics that I think we should we should definitely talk about that we're gonna talk about uh, within these episodes is stuff that dads deal with all the time, and I think one that comes top of mind to me is is discipline. How do you discipline your kids? Because I think every parent and every kid growing up experiences something different, for sure. Um, and I think what motivated us so much is is I think one of the biggest things to say first is we give we care so much about being dads that we want to be the best dads possible. Yep. I don't think everybody has that intent. No. You know, no. um I think some people don't give a crap at all. Some people We can just say shit into our podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to, you know, don't you dodge the curse I, words, I Chris. I will, I will, I'll, I'll make them. I'll, they'll, they'll be there. Don't worry. Okay. Um, I think there's everywhere in between, obviously. Yeah. And I, and I think yeah. this is just a forum for us to talk about maybe your best practice, maybe my best practice, and we can somehow become better and with our listeners' support um, and participation, make ourselves 
Better man. Better dead. Better, dad, better man. All for of, sure. All of the above. That's that's why we're we're having these conversations. And I think we have that unique perspective to raise our kids in a state that is very different from the other forty nine states it is. out there. It and is. It, it gives us a unique it's got um, some um, unique yeah. quirks. Very it, yeah, it definitely does. And I I think as you know this podcast grows and as our listeners grow, uh, we'd love to hear the feedback, you know, of what it's like to raise kids in whatever state you may be in. Yeah. Because it's going to be different for everyone. Um, but I think, you know, the point of this is to really kind of talk through the, the issues that we all deal with on a day-to-day basis and, and have a lot of fun with it and drink a beer. Absolutely. Because that's what we should be doing. We'll talk a lot about a lot. Yeah. It's a podcast about nothing. It really is. It's and then everything. We <laughs> you know, like Seinfeld, they... Can we say Seinfeld? Of course we can. Could they sue us for that? Let them try. Okay. I think we'll lose. We'll probably lose. I mean, they um, have more money than we do. I think they're doing all right. They've made it this far. This is true. One thing you won't find out in this podcast is any advertisement whatsoever, and unless someone actually wants to pay us some money. Then we'll, we'll, we might have to change our mind. Um, Oscar Blue sure is delicious. Oscar Blue is delicious, and we're going to have to, you know, Tim Fitty. Shout out. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Um if anyone ever wants to recommend a beer, by all means, let us know. Chris still has an inn at the military base, so we can actually get any beer. Well, I would say not any beer, but most beers we have I, access I, to. Man, it is the the selection is diverse. Yes, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice perk. We, you know what? Didn't even think about it. We're gonna write this down. We need to do an episode about liquor laws here in Utah. The whole which have just changed, by the yeah, way. They have we just need changed. To talk about we talk yes. about that. Sure Everyone do. wonders. They do. Um, I know um, our current list of ideas for episodes is only going to exponentially grow yep. once we have listener participation, meaning people sending us questions like, hey, what is going yep. on with this? What do you guys think about this? And it's only going to inspire more thought and ideas. So Absolutely. Please um, hit us up. Ask questions. Yep. Ryan, what is... Uh, Our brand new email, which if anyone wants to email us, is uh, Ryan do. at dadlife, all one word, hyphen podcast.com. So Ryan at dadlife hyphen podcast.com. And Chris will be the same. Chris will be Chris at dadlife hyphen podcast.com. Yeah. Send us your questions uh, as we progress through different topics uh, you want us to talk about your particular circumstance um, whatever it is there is no limit so nothing's off topic for nope. sure we, we will talk about any, anything and everything that is dad and uh, we look forward to bringing you more episodes this first season and I think uh, for this first one I'd give you a little little insight to who Chris and Ryan are and uh, we will uh, catch you next time for uh, this first episode Uh, We're signing off. Thanks for joining us. See you later.